Welcome to my podcast, Tricks of the Trademark. This is Eric Pelton with another podcast episode in which I share advice and experience based on my 20 years of working with clients around the world to protect and strengthen their brands. I get asked all the time what type of brand names I prefer. And the answer for me is easy, both commercially and for marketing purposes, as well as for legal purposes, I strongly suggest that clients choose suggestive brand names. Now, what do I mean by suggestive brand names? How do I find them? Well, let's back up a little bit and start with the spectrum of the types of brand names. And we're going to start with the two other ends of the spectrum where suggestive is actually in the middle. So. On the one hand, we have names that are descriptive or even so descriptive that they're generic. And they tell you exactly what the product or service is without any thought having to go into it. Like Cartoon Network or Hotels.com or Sports Illustrated, right? You hear those names, you know exactly what they're offering you. On the other end of the spectrum, you have brand names that are arbitrary or are coined and made up. So they either are a completely new word that has no meaning, or they're a word that has no meaning with the particular product or service. So Apple computers and iPhones is an arbitrary name. Exxon is a made up word. Pandora is another name, you know, for a music service that is arbitrary. Yahoo is a word that exists or a expression that exists, but doesn't have any meaning as it relates to an internet directory. So those are the type of words that are quite creative, but they tell the consumer nothing about the product or service on their own, right? Just hearing the name, if you didn't already know what the service was. In the middle, we have what I think are the best brand names, suggestive. They're not descriptive or they're not arbitrary and they're entitled to strong protection, and they tell the consumers something about the brand name. So some online examples like Pinterest, or Travelocity, or Netflix, or YouTube, right? Those tell you a little bit about the service. YouTube tells you it has to do with video. Netflix tells you it has to do with internet and movies. Travelocity tells you it has to do with going places. The restaurant service open table, you know, is suggestive. The restaurant name uh, for a salad place called Tost is a creative, suggestive name. I love coffee shops here in my hometown and everywhere I go. There's so many creative coffee shop names, but some favorites are Brood Awakening and Bean Around the World. Tell you, again, a little bit something playful, but also that it's tied to coffee. Another uh, suggestive name that I think is quite creative is bootleggers for a footwear store that sells shoes. So those are the type of names that I favor, again, because they tell the customer something, but not in an overtly descriptive way, and they're entitled to strong protection because descriptive names are entitled to weaker and less protection until they become really well-known or have been used for a really long time. So that is why I prefer that new brands, when they're launching, choose a suggestive name. 
It is not easy to come up with a great suggestive name, but I really strongly believe that it is worth the time. And if you are looking into new brand names, look for my resources about brainstorming and choosing new brand names and read up about this scale of protection for different types of trademarks. And you will see why I prefer suggestive ones. If you have a question about protecting your brand name, you know where to find me, ericpelton.com or online, pretty much anywhere. Just search my name or leave a comment here. And uh, I'm always happy to hear from you. Thanks. You've been listening to Tricks of the Trademark with me, Eric Pelton. I've been making trademarks bloom since 1999. For more information about my trademark services, visit my website at ericpelton.com. Thanks for listening.